Hello, 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 and welcome back to part two of Driven by Design. Today we are talking about the super talented and recently passed Jerry Hirschberg, founder of Nissan Design International. If you were listening to part one, you'll know we have three, two guests today, Anka Bodak and Brenda Parkin, uh, both of whom, which I worked with at Nissan for many years, and they're, we're telling stories about Jerry, what he meant to us, how he changed the car industry, how he changed how cars are designed. And as we move into this next phase, I'd really like to talk about his legacy. What what does he leave behind uh, besides some very inspired people? Um, and I would think, uh, you know, I think, Anka, one of the things that I think of about you uh, as, a, as a designer who then went on from Nissan is you sort of use these founding ideals to create a hotel. You have a hotel called the 12 Senses Resort. Right. Uh, 12 Senses uh, Retreat. Mm-hmm. No, I got to stop you right there. You guys just say this so casually. She was uh, in the car design studio, and now she has a hotel. A micro hotel. A, <laughs> a micro. very small but, one. But, but the whole idea that, that somehow... <laughs> You said it before. Any you you seem to think that this guy inspired you to think anything was possible. That oh yeah, absolutely. I think just he really and also, of course, definitely Brenda, who, you know, introduced me to this whole like incredible world of colors and materials. But that whole studio just was so inspiring and so confirming, and it really, I think, what it really instilled in me and probably in a lot of people or everybody who's worked there is like, just don't, just have no fear for anything. Yeah. Just go yeah, for because it. if you're driven and by no fear, limitations on and what no you limitation, can do. it's almost like you know anything is possible and everything is Did it everything help? is open to your imagination. Whatever you can imagine, you can, in a way, manifest and it, it's possible. So did I it really help that he let you do other projects, as we said in part one, other than cars? You designed oh, yeah. children's furniture and you did some work for Callaway and all this. So, so yeah, it opened your yeah. eyes to other design because that's what I would think would happen in all these corporate structures. You design, I build, I do doors. Mm-hmm. That's right. what I'm known for. And I build doors year after year, and I'm the king of doors or something here. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, too, this is one reason why I actually I came from Germany from, um, I came to California from Germany. And I know exactly um, why now, because also the entire attitude in California is like that. You know what, you can do this today, but you can do another thing tomorrow. This whole entrepreneurial mm-hmm. mindset. And I feel like Jerry really... He really embodied all that in, a, in the way the studio was run, even though it was part of a corporation. But it was really more run like a very creative, entrepreneurial type playground. studio. And he yeah. was someone, yeah, absolutely. And, the and I can tell you, I, perfect, I, sus- uh, description. I suspect that's why they did eventually all follow him and move all the car design studios here. Not just because it's a bright, fun, can-do kind of culture. But it is that kind of entrepreneurial spirit, which I grew up in Detroit, did not exist. Yeah. It, right. You work for the big three, yeah. and it was about safety and security it was, yeah. and, and not taking too many risks and it's loyalty. Like the, and all. Yeah. Well, I think also and the, the thing not possible attitude. Not, many well, times, yeah. I think one of the things Jerry taught me was that, <clears throat> and, I, and I really took this to heart, was that you, it, it only works when both parties between the corporation and the talent realize that they're both lucky to have each other. Mm-hmm. Where in mm-hmm. back east it was more like you are lucky to have this job. Yeah. Jerry oh, always felt we yeah, are we are lucky to have yeah. your talent and you are lucky to have this platform to explore in. And it was a and it, and it and it taught me a it taught me a humbleness to respect my own talent but to just let it be what it was which is really just love and to be grateful for this playground. And I you know Brenda when you think about the legacy of Jerry <laughs> Uh, is there's the inspiration side, now there's the vehicle side. You know, I- at the end of the day, there are cars 
on the road that Jerry did everything from the GTO to you know the original the 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 facelifted 300 ZX the Pathfinder the the hard body pickup truck uh, Infinity J30 <laughs> I mean right. there's just so many vehicles we could spend an entire you, show you just had me about. a GTO I mean that was such a cool car <laughs> for its time well, they took with this, John DeLorean they took I this mean, kind wow. of this kind of frumpy stock vehicle and turned it into one of the coolest cars that you had to have here. Well, and he, you know, and um, Brenda, maybe you can speak to this. I think one of the biggest legacies for me is Jerry's ability to see, recognize, and foster talent. Uh, you know, you think about Tom yeah. Semple, yeah. Doug Wilson. You know, these people created cars that were beautiful. Go ahead, Brenda. Well, no, but I'm going to stop you. Those are the car designers, but Jerry made everyone feel and i'm going to say yes. everyone feel that they were the most talented person yes ever. exactly yeah. so well played. i agree although you, you sort of in your heart you go it's kind of can i say bs that's right that's okay right yeah <laughs> can say whatever there's this sort of like mm, there's part of you that said you know what there's this back party said well maybe he's on to something maybe i can be maybe i can push harder maybe mm-hmm. you know and so he pushed you because he believed in you and right and he also didn't believe in just the designers. I mean, he he was inclusive and, and mindful way before it was trendy. Before it was right. trendy. He, he, totally. He hired by character of a person. I mean, yes, there Incredible, was talent, yeah. but he hired by character. And everyone, including the janitor, had a voice on the design. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. was always involved in the... So in the, inclusive. Remember yeah. that? I remember, I remember yeah. like, the guy that ran... Bren, was in, he was always in our design reviews. You're right. Because he... He didn't see the world the way we did. He saw the world as a consumer. And yeah. so that's a valid opinion. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, talk about uh, when he started this. I can't imagine that it wasn't just a bunch of guys, uh, probably, you know, all look like me, a bunch of uh, the, the car executives were all just a bunch of white guys. So I'm assuming there was just a bunch of guys in most of these <laughs> other designs. Well, who did studios. he start it with, Brenda? I mean, it was, it yeah, was Tom Semple, Doug Wilson, Al, Al Flowers. Flowers. Alfonso oh, Albiza was he, Alfonso's now the head no, of all Nissan. He came when I came. He came when you came. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so you Mike say he Anderson fostered diversity and, and, and inclusion. Yeah. Talk about that. Well, what did the team look like that he had and compare it to it the other teams? started in a house, right? First, before there was yeah, a studio, there was a house. house. Yeah. Wow. I was in a small house before. Um, <laughs> I mean, he hired so cool. Diane Allen. I think that uh-huh. was that was a beginning of diversity to have a female exterior designer. Early on, was, yeah, uh, now and and Diane Diane was like she in school she was like dyeing fabrics and putting them in cars and doing all these things that nobody did at the time and she had this Amazing. cool way of like capturing you know stance and proportion I mean she Diane is is all talent and he saw that in her and he wasn't like no you're gonna do this part of the car you're he brought it in her in and um you know think of all the vehicles so she let designed. me ask you a question yeah. was this for all of you your first car design job or had you worked at other places and been brought over no i, I mean i started at citroen in france um what about you guys i started yeah i was at um design works bmw but for a short time and honestly I yeah. mean, I, I sold myself as a color designer, but I really wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah. I, I know, I wasn't one either. I started there. I wasn't really not a color designer either. I was you became a product designer. Yeah. So yeah. what was it that he saw in you guys then and in other talent that would allow you to, to take on these roles? You, weren't, you, you didn't have a 10-year color designer credential before you are here. Well, <laughs> yeah. 
I think he's. I, I mean, I remember. I remember coming to my interview, and I remember that um, uh, he uh, gathered around a table, and I had like a tie on, and I was this little student, and uh, Alfonso sat in my lap. Uh, it he took my your lap. And he took my tie off, <laughs> and they messed up my portfolio, and they pushed it all over the place, and oh like, my God. and they they liked that it. it wasn't bound. My portfolio was never oh. bound because I always thought people should just be able to look at the. Mine work wasn't that they bound liked. either. I always think that was one of the keys. <laughs> Interesting. All right. I didn't have a book. There, there's a takeaway. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I always thought they're always a book. No, because yeah. I thought people want oh. people will gravitate to what they like, not what I like. Uh, mm. Do you remember, uh, oh, Brenda? You're, you're gonna. D- I'm gonna date myself. Mine was on slides. Ah! Oh, <laughs> yes. There you go. Wait, mine was on slides and on handouts. And <laughs> mine was on both. I was sort we're of in the so middle old. of you guys. <laughs> we were. Oh my god, there was no Photoshop. This is right. We were analog. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I had the letters like literally printed somehow in white with a copier paper, and then I had to roll this stuff so over. So he wanted to mess you up and get get out get you outside your comfort zone. He wanted to get you out of the studio. Yeah. He wanted to get people other than the normal people that were coming in the st- the usual crowd that was showing up to be working these places, and he was letting you all something that that speaks volumes to. Yeah. Uh, I was that common in those days. Is no. this unusual? I don't think so. No. But I think that also really described the energy and the vibe. But it was, I feel like everything was really built. I see it almost like a parent. Maybe I even Uh parent a little bit like I felt with Jerry. Uh How he was doing me as a designer. Because I feel he just gave us so much trust and so much belief and so much love that, Mm -hmm. I mean, he knew it's fine. And I I think what I really love too, sometimes when we were like most stressed, I almost do this like every single week to myself. No, when I'm like, oh my God, I really have no time. Mm-hmm. But I always remember that then Jerry would say, Everything's, everybody stops all the work, we're going to see a movie. And yes. literally dragged out everybody from the entire studio, and it was like the worst time you would think ever. That's right, the, the fan of the story. so out. healthy, and I so many times, I almost literally think about him every week, and I'm like, you know what, That's, he always said that too. I'm going to go, I'm going to do yoga, or I'm going to do this and this and this, even though I'm like, my stop. schedule really should not allow this. Yeah. But it was so healthy and amazing. Wasn't it during uh, Ultima, Brenda, that he took everybody to see Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. <laughs> Silence <laughs> of the Lambs. There's a movie you wanted yes, your crowd to see. <laughs> right? And it was like, you know, it wasn't like we didn't have anything to do. Yeah. <laughs> it always happened like almost in a sense at the worst time, but that was actually the best time to just it go away, step away, step away from the <laughs> canvas. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now let's go into what did he leave behind? Is this just an era that this was the 60s? It was a fun 80s. era, the 80s. But I'm 90s. saying like we think yeah. of the 60s as this yeah, freewheeling yeah. hippie environment. Yeah. Uh, is this, is, is the legacy live on? Has it, was that just a yeah. moment in time? And if it, whatever has happened, mm-hmm. what did mm-hmm. he do that continues to this day? You say that's because of he and guys like him. Go ahead, Brent. I think that you, because you're. I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to say just, I'm going to talk about the physical environment that he left behind. This, this beautiful building that he and this architect, Ken Ron Ketty, envisioned, you know, 35 years ago. It's absolutely this timeless, beautiful space to be in. Mm-hmm. And, and even though there's totally. been numerous like renovations like more than i can even count it still has this open and honest presence that stays there and then one thing that is he was so sort of clever and smart that he knew that he didn't like the the uh, conference table in the in the glass office which is the main Mm. conference room he didn't want it to, to have to where the lead people are on the ends of each table, like that's right, room, like right. The head people. Uh-huh. So he made this. He made Smart. it out of concrete, mm-hmm. built into the f- 
foundation of the building. <laughs> and it had no and it, head. And it's a point, yes. points on the right. end. Yep. And and solid to where you can't sit on the end, meaning you can't you be can. the leader of this meeting. Everybody is equal. Oh. Amazing. And you yeah. can't get rid of that table. It's part of the building. That lives on forever. <laughs> you know, there's a legacy. Yeah. That's you amazing, know, yeah. that is really the essence of his of his leadership style. You you mm-hmm. everybody was involved and you can't take over this meeting and be the leader by the architecture and yeah. the building. Yeah, you know, Ren, I really love that because that 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 like you can call out every car you ever worked on a lead, but that's really where it is. It's in the essence of um, who mm-hmm. he was. So has it continued as we go into the twenty first century? Transportation is not a car and a truck anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a hover pad. It's a pod that's going to pick <laughs> me up. It's a robot. It's a yeah, uh, it's right. a tac- it's a flying something that we haven't seen yet. It's it's mm-hmm. it's an automated thing. Um, is this sort of in this wild west do we need this sort of imaginative creative thing or is it well, not fit in the new reality you know, that's a great question because i think that like you know me anka and i when we left we worked we've worked together for now for a decade almost exclusively on every project since we left and i see jerry i think of jerry every single project and a lot of the stuff we do is post steering wheel meaning these mm-hmm. are uh, service vehicles taxis that come and pick you up and you you face each other in the vehicle and every time we are given the task to design a vehicle like that i think of the way jerry taught us to design and it's like what who is this for what are we going to do with this thing? Because if you assume, you make all sorts of assumptions about what a car is, you'll never get there. Just the idea that you, a car, typically you face, this, uh, you, you face in a linear direction versus a social space. And now that a car has become a social space, God, I think of all those projects, Brenda, where we had to go out and study social spaces. Like, remember studying for Centra, uh, going into nightclubs, uh, going into like restaurant booths and sitting there and, and uh, observing the space. You know, and so that kind of stuff really... Um, it, it, it guides, I think, the work, certainly, that we do. And, Brenda, now that you've left Nissan, you're a consultant. I, I, I can only imagine, like, you know, what it's like for you because you're, you're, you're probably seeing it all. Uh, and what kind of thing? So what do you do now? Just are you are you in that box? Are you a color designer? Or are you is that your I, niche? I, is I, that I can actually say I'm a color designer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. No, you I think I finally can graduate to say I, I am a, a color designer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm freelancing and I'm enjoying. I think the uh, the one thing that I that sticks with me every day is I can choose the types of people I want to work with and the types of characters, just like Jerry did. Just like Jerry did. Yeah, and and that is something that I will cherish. It isn't just a job to me, it's a relationship. Oof. Oh, that's powerful, Brenda. I was at a party last night for the auto show. LA Auto Show's in town right now. If you haven't gone, it's really great, listeners. And I was talking to a a designer who works at a car company, and she asked me, she said, how do you you sleep at night uh, not having a job to go to every day? And I and I said to her, "How do you stay awake going to a job every day?" And I thought and I thought about like, what da- you know, that was Jerry, right? He just he he sort of he had this idea that if you believe in the talent and you put it out there, the work will come, <laughs> and, and it does. You know, I'm yeah. not saying we don't ever like like I uh, the analogy I've used in other shows is sometimes like you're like flying a plane that sometimes run out of gas. You get all close <laughs> to the horizon, but. You know, you just have faith, but you never, <laughs> right. but you never crash. I mean, yeah, just believe in yourself. Right. Yeah. Go just ahead, like Brenda. he did, yeah. Biggest, Jerry could ad-lib unlike anyone I've ever seen. He was a master. He could command an audience like, and without any preparation. It's just because right. he 
believed in what he was saying. Yeah. And it came out and so honest and pure. And sometimes really kind of, you know, wild and crazy and, and but he believed it and there was so much conviction and, and people ate it up. I mean he yeah. he could he could sit up with a three by five card. I mean that to me is just and and ramble for two hours and well, have people on their feet at the end of the two hours. You know? And I and I think about, you know, because behind that gift of the gab was the essence of child. Like I remember I think of like <clears throat> early coming in to Nissan after getting the job, coming in and being assigned to work. I remember things that I like real world things that I, I live by. He he I remember him telling me, if you get the proportions and the stance right all the details will find their way out of the vehicle. And I love the way he said it, the vehicle, the details will find their way out of the vehicle. Meaning you don't have to, you don't have to have anxiety about, is it going to work? Is this detail going to work? Anytime that the design comes from the vehicle. It's almost like trust the process. Trust the process and trust the vehicle. It yeah, designs itself. Amazing, yeah. Jewelry. No, Very true. He didn't like, he didn't like the term like adding jewelry. He thought that, that yeah. kind of, yeah, the, cheap the damaged goods. Yeah. He would have yeah. called it. <laughs> Not so authentic. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No fake yeah. bling we needed here. <laughs> yeah, to tra- draw your attention. No shiny objects to draw your attention. And that so, goes back to colors too. Like the mm-hmm. way I mean, color material design was not an afterthought. I mean, we were integrated in the process and even way before. And that was that was amazing. Actually, for me, starting out as color, I studied product design. Yeah, that was quite amazing because I you know, since grew up with that mindset. Mm-hmm. And so many other companies may just apply color materials and afterthought. But So yeah. how does it leads to how the question of how has design changed? What would Jerry not recognize today here? Ooh. Uh, what God, such uh, an artist, huh? Because right. it's not just what you're designing, it's how you're designing. You're doing it in virtual reality and other things, I'm assuming. I think Jerry would be very proud, to be honest. I mean, it makes me a little emotional, but I think if Jerry, I, I think that the not the things he didn't recognize would have been the things that he loved most. Because I think he would have been very proud of that, like, he he sort of, I think he would be proud of the work we're doing. I don't know. You know, it's hard to say. But he was, uh, the thing was, Jerry was such an artist. Uh, I don't know. How do you feel, Brenda? What would be unusual? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm thinking he eventually would embrace it, but I think he, he would fight back to keep sort of the roots of how things were done, too. Yeah, yeah. protect. I think uh-huh. keeping the human yeah. humanness in it, too, like keeping the sense of touch and, like, having actual models and things like that because yeah he was oh, so about great point and so about like you know i feel like it was so much about making things and i'm sure he would have embraced a lot of the virtualness but the real i thing. think he would have he would have been smart enough to understand to really transfer well, your love or your connection to the design to the you have to be because how do you tell you don't involved. touch something in real in virtual reality you think you feel like you are but you're not touching it that's yeah. such a great point paul thank you for bringing yes. it up i think that's a, that hits it on the head so <laughs> for i think if jerry were here one of the things that i loved uh there so there's a great story between uh with jerry hirschberg and tom semple who was one of the leaders that followed jerry after jerry retired and tom was another one of these designers that just was so talented but if tom liked a surface and it was a, a good looking surface he would pull down his pants and he would touch it with his butt what? and the butt <laughs> is the most sensitive <laughs> thing in the car and I and you can't touch a virtual r- surface with your butt and so you can't feel it and I think to translate that into what that would mean I think <laughs> is that you ha- at the end of the day the vehicle lives in the real world so yeah. you have to design it, it in the real to world it yeah. has to have a human touch to it yes. whether it's your butt or your hands I'm going to go out to my car and rub my butt on it today <laughs> the biggest here. compliment you <laughs> 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 Brenda <laughs> 
<laughs> and he was that wasn't the only time I saw pants come off in that studio. I can oh remember all, so many. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> I, it's hard to top that one. I want to say but, but I can't think of anything else beyond that one here. <laughs> But, so know, it, it probably makes me the butt of a lot of jokes yeah, tomorrow, exactly. but you know what? <laughs> I don't care. It's true. Well, I think you all, the fact that you're here and remembering and, and laughing uh, says a lot about who the man was and how he affected you. And I'm getting choked up and I don't even know the guy here because it sounds like he was somebody special. He really Absolutely, was. Yeah. I'm very grateful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. great, you know, and, yeah. you know, grateful for the friendships that we made with you yeah. guys, you know. For sure. Well, those are and I think, I think, too, like in the way he, in a sense, formed or inspired us, I can I can see like a lot of the startup companies, they're actually implementing that like all the way to Google's. But I feel he's already done that like 20 or 30 years ago. There was always like, you know, mm-hmm. food for everybody. There was so much play. I mean, I really feel like he, he did something way earlier than a lot of the studios. And all of Silicon Valley is actually embracing that. I'll tell you. I'll tell you another thing. Every place has free food, and they want you to play, and they want Mm -hmm. you to go out. So, but he was a visionary. He 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 had that already. I'll tell you what else Silicon Valley embraces, which was not true of most of corporate America. Maybe still isn't true. Is that they wanted to develop and hold talent within? The idea wasn't to get you to grow and go. Mm-hmm. We're right. going to give you a shot, and we're going to build you up, and then yes. we hope you're going to stay there for thirty years. So we yeah. got the team. Whereas Silicon Valley embraces the idea mm-hmm. that you're going to leave after a period of time, and they're proud of the fact you're going to create five, ten, a thousand more startups. They they see that as a success, mm-hmm. rather than oh my God, we lost all these people. So yeah. it, mm-hmm. it seems like he empowered you guys not just to do good work. But to eventually, and not everybody, it's not for everybody, but those who want can fly out of the nest and go do something else here. Yeah. I think he would, like I said, I think he would be proud of the stuff you know, when he sees it. Because, you know, the thing is, now, now Jerry can see everything, right? He can see all the secret stuff that he couldn't mm-hmm. see. He sees everybody and everything now. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah right. He's, so he's, and, and, yeah. and he sees all. And he, I, you know, I think that he would be, I, I kind of imagine him up there kind of, you know, playing some prank on us, right? Yeah. <laughs> as, as his son, at his memorial last week, his son, Eric, said the, mm-hmm. one of the most <laughs> poignant things. He said, at the end, he says, I think Dad's up in heaven shooting rubber bands at God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. I think that's where we're going to leave it there. That's oh, yeah. a fitting way to picture the man here. Oh. You're all shooting some spitballs back at him today here, that's for sure. <laughs> Brenda, thank you so much oh. for calling. I'm just yeah, really grateful you took the time. Pleasure. Pleasure. Well, yeah. for anybody who knew him, it sounds like it was a pleasure. And for those of who didn't, it sounds like a, 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 something we missed, a, a colorful character here. But whatever it is, it seems like he made his impact, impact and imprint in the industry and in ways he probably never could have envisioned. Yeah. His uh, legacy lives on through what you guys are doing and through the, the work that continues. Yep, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Thank you. You've been listening to another episode of Driven by Design right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. <laughs>